This episode is brought to you by Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today's guest, oh, he's like legit. He's he got does. a whole setup and he's he's got his hat on with the branding going on like he's got a we need to take some notes i know he's got, yeah let's get some branding here you know right <laughs> there it is i'm like you have a facebook bug that's not your branding <laughs> it's the cleanest mug i could find this morning so, yeah. uh, so this is our first time recording in joe's new studio because we Looks- move spaces and so we're still getting accustomed like i'm hitting table legs with my feet i'm whacking microphones i don't know what the hell's going on but anyway so, um, looks yes, professional looks it, really well, pro, thank you. Like Joe Rogan ish. We fake it till we make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we pay Joe the big bucks to make us look yeah. professional because otherwise we could not do it on our own. I'm the dollar store. Joe Rogan. <laughs> You're at least Walmart. All right, stop. Give yourself credit. At least Walmart, Dollar General. I like Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so on today's show, we have Rob Balasabas. Rob it makes is, me want to shake my hips. <laughs> Do you, are you singing by Lamos in your head? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Rob is like a super cool marketer. And I connected with him through another marketer because that's what I geek out about. Yep. That's and what we do, yeah. So he and I had a uh, video call and I was like, dude, you got to be on our podcast. So Rob, yeah. tell us about what you do and TubeBuddy and all the things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Jenny, uh, for for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah. So my name is Rob Balasavis. I'm with a company called TubeBuddy and we're a YouTube software. So we're we're not actually owned by YouTube. We just are for YouTube. And we we have basically everything that you need as a YouTube creator to make your life easier, rank your videos, uh, manage your comments, test your thumbnails, all these things. we got over 80 different tools in there. And uh, we've been around for about six years. We were recently acquired by a company called Branded Entertainment Network, which is owned by Mr. Bill Gates. And so we are part of that part of that family now. You and see so, how he like uh, casually, casually right. slid <laughs> like, that in there. And for our know. listeners who can't see, he's wearing the Branded Entertainment <laughs> Network t-shirt. Yeah, I know. They're branding us now. They're sending all the stuff. And yeah, no, that's, and so that's what we do. We are, a lot of people don't know us yet, but we're being used or installed in, I think, over 6 million YouTube channels to date. Yeah, pretty exciting times and uh, very interesting times with everybody going towards YouTube and definitely videos and social videos and all those things. So yeah, glad to be here and, and just jam and, and talk to you both. Literally before your episode, Joe just told us, he's like, I'm switching platforms and I'm switching to one that will let us go live on YouTube while we're recording. And now we're like, Amazing. sold! Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and multiple platforms because it can go on, what did you say, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook? At the same time, we can do Facebook Live. We can get more content out of one episode, which of course is... Nice. Always the goal. Marketing goals. So like, we're going to start the Girls Who Do Stuff YouTube channel. And so it. what do we do? Like, what do, how do, do? What, what do we do? <laughs> this is, what do we do? How, do, right. we ma- how do we make it happen? <laughs> Let's just start it right now. Yeah, so 
Branding, I think branding is really important. So that banner, when people land on your channel, very important. I'll have both of your pictures, especially if it's if it's a channel, if you're listening or watching, if it's a channel where you're showing up, you're the you're the star of your channel, then make sure your face is there. You got a headshot, picture of you, they know who you are. People love connecting with other people. So have your face on there, have your branding. You guys both have really cool branding. So have your branding on there. And then let people know how often you're going live or how often you're uploading. But just like uh, we were <laughs> I was talking to a, a coworker and she's watching, she's been binge watching this show called Love Island. I don't know if you guys are both familiar with Love Island. I, no? I've it's, seen it. And it's, it's one like of those that's, wasn't it like Temptation Island from Fox in the early 2000s? It's very like just I don't know. trash, right? right. <laughs> so, it's so it's like your favorite show back in the day like i grew up in the 90s so like simpsons were always on on sundays and there was always like something to watch on like tjif or like mm -hmm. friday nights. so yep. let people know how often you're going to be uploading or when you're going to be showing up so that people when they see your channel they're like hey there's going to be a new episode every week or there's a live stream happening every tuesday I know Sarah and Jenny are going to be showing up. I'm going to be more likely to click, right? Because I'm going to invest into subscribing to this channel. They're going to be delivering regularly, constantly. Have that and then have a little call to action. So whether it's go check out our podcast or whatever it is, have a call to action right on the banner. Yeah, get started. And then really just upload, upload, especially if it's a new channel, just upload. Don't overthink it. Plan out, but don't overthink it. Don't be like, oh, I don't like. Done you don't is better like than perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So because things may change, you just never know. There's still a huge question mark. You can plan everything and be like, this is my audience. This is going to be my topics for the next 30, 40, 50 videos, which is crazy to plan that far ahead. But some people do. But if you upload your first five, 10 videos, you may see that maybe it's a different. It's still the same type of content. But because let's say your podcast versus YouTube, your audience may be slightly different, right? They may be slightly different. Like, it may still be the same people, but just maybe, for example, in a different stages, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe the podcast, people are more beginner for whatever it is that you're teaching or talking about. On YouTube, because they're searching for you, then it might be a little bit more further down the funnel. If we, mm -hmm. we're going to get into marketing lingo, because they're specifically looking for you. They're like, for example, if you are, if you're a Facebook ads expert or something on the podcast, maybe they just want to hear some really cool stories of how you're using Facebook ads to help your clients, you're interviewing different clients or different business owners, how they're using Facebook and Facebook ads. But then on your YouTube channel, they may be looking like specifically, how do you set up a Facebook ad campaign for a bakery, right? Mm -hmm. And then you are interviewing one of your clients who happens to be a baker. So there, it's a little bit different. So think about that, but just like start creating, start uploading, start live streaming, and then you'll see where your audience is and who is engaging with you there. Um, also thinking that it is also a search engine. So think about that as well. Make sure that you are optimizing your titles and all that stuff, your description and tags. There's a whole thing to learn about YouTube. That's where I would start. Just get started. Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience. If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today. 
my nine-year-old, his like dream is to have a YouTube channel. <laughs> and he was like, well, let's figure out what my name is. Cause we were going to, okay, fine. We'll create this channel. That Thanks. within itself, dear God, everybody yeah. has the names. And yeah. I'm like trying this name and I'm like, it's already taken, buddy. We're trying like different variations. And, and I'm like, that's taken. That's so, taken. <laughs> Nicholas. And so my 10 year old has, he has his own channel. He records him doing stuff on Minecraft and, and whatever, but he tied in like his love of fishing. Now, let me tell you what has happened in the last month. This child, because he had used Canva for a project in the fall, they got some limited access to Canva, whatever. So he was talking about needing to make a YouTube banner. And I was like, why don't you just use Canva? In my head, I thought that he still had it. And that's when I learned it was a limited access. And so I just logged him in to mine. The next thing I know, I open Canva in my on my computer and there's 30 new graphics. Because not only is he making his own cover art now, He's making it for all his friends. They're and making the thumbnails. Charging They're making them five them. bucks a pop. No, nice. well, he, it was before. I didn't know. I would have been like, no, dude, we're setting up your Venmo right yes, now. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> here's your cash app. It's so funny because like they know, like he just knew. He was like, I need to get the cover art and I need to do this. And, I need, and mm-hmm. then there's the grownups who are like, <sighs> Are you? You're Did I pick the right me. color? You're looking at me. Oh, I'm looking at you because she's looking at <laughs> me, Rob. She is throwing you, uh, shade right now, saying my ten year old can handle that shit, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so the name, Step but this all started from the name choice. So the name choice because he picked it was something it has to do with fish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was just, and then he like the way that you get around that I've learned is you turn S's into Z's. And then you can get away, <laughs> or like you pick, you add a Y to the end of a word, and then you can find the name that's no longer available. I'm, 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 Google, I'm looking it up right now. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Nicholas has had this dream to do a YouTube channel for years, but I've told him that we have to plan content, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, buddy, I'm not going to tell you any differently than I tell my clients. And that's thank right. you, Rob, for validating everything I do in my business with between personal branding and planning content yes. and having the good headshot and the good titles. I was like, yes, all of my <laughs> efforts just... Yay. What do you think of all the YouTube stuff? Because I know, Mm. so at night, our nighttime routine with our kids and ours are six and nine. And so it's okay. Bath, teeth, read your book. Then we snuggle in bed and they get a little 10 minute video on YouTube, right? That's Mm. their like, woo. And that's one of the things too, the carrot at the end of the day where it's, you're going to lose your video time. And so it's very intense important to them. It is painful for me to sit there and listen to those damn stupid ass videos that these kids are making. <laughs> Am I the only one? No, but I just, I, one yesterday, last night was a, a male man was delivering to the kids of fun. I guess that's their channel. And he fell asleep testing the pillow that was delivered. And then he's like weekend at Bernie's walking around their house sleepwalking and they get him to go into the pool. I don't know. And I was like, oh my God. Nicholas watches I, all the gamers. So he watches Dan TDM. He watches Mr. Beast. He watches Logan Paul and there's a brother. Yeah, it hurts me. Jake Paul and Logan. Who's the really annoying guy with the really loud voice? Unspeakable? No. No. 
Like we've had to get merchandise. Yes. Like I'm not even. Yeah. Landon's like, and I'm working on my merch, my merch line and nice. smash that button. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> They're all into these like mini content creators. Yeah. They're like the mini me's of these. But like, seriously, like Mr. Beast is from North Carolina. He's from Greenville. Like he's not like, <laughs> he's from this little town where East Carolina guy. University is. And he's this regular guy and he just yeah. did his thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is very fascinating to watch. There's a conference called VidCon and it's like the unofficial, it's like, it's like, a, it's a massive conference. It's in Cal, in Anaheim, but it's like kind of the unofficial YouTube conference. I was there for the first time in 2019, 2019, before lockdown, the last time that they did it in person. And uh, it's massive. It's like in this conference center, there's like, three floors or four floors. And then the very first floor, it's like the fans it's like where Nerf and Nike and LOL dolls and stuff mm -hmm. like they all have booths because they're all sponsoring all of these YouTube creators. But fans can come in. And so a lot of the fans were like teenagers, preteens with their parents and stuff. And our kids age, I have a we have a seven year old and an 11 year old. They're watching all of these creators. But very interesting because I remember I don't even remember who the celebrity was, but there was a celebrity that was like not like an A-list celebrity, but like maybe a B or C-list celebrity and came in Hollywood celebrity, been in movies, came in, nobody knew them. None of these kids knew, like none of these kids care. And then there's this super random, somebody that I don't even know, it was like this like <laughs> 17, 18 year old kid comes in with like all this colorful clothes. And then all these kids are swarming that person. And somebody told me who it was. I don't even remember. It was just like a YouTuber. But it's very telling, right? That's that's where the attention is for mm -hmm. the next generation. My kids know all about MCU and Marvel and like all the things that are on Netflix and, and Prime, but mm -hmm. they're... They'll, they'll see that once there's a new movie, maybe like once a year, right? There's a new Spider-Man every couple of years, but like they are daily connected to the Mr. Beast of the world. There's these, uh, my son is into gaming right now. So he's watching a lot of like gamers. Mm -hmm. So there's like massive gamers out there that play Fortnite and Minecraft and stuff. And so they're listening to these guys every single day. And, uh, that's and then they're emulating. Is. That's what they're, they're, like, that makes sense, though. I never thought of it that way. If they're yeah. getting that daily versus a Spider-Man movie, it's once every two years. Well, I never looked at it that way before. But yeah, look at it when they're yeah. stumbling yeah. on it, too, because you could find if you're if you are somebody like the Dan TDMs or the Mr. Beast or the unspeakable, whatever, you've been creating content for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, they're getting it daily because they're getting it as part of their daily screen time. They can go watch whatever videos you've already created and yeah. upload it. Never mind the new content that you keep putting out there. And that helps them stay stay connected. It's a bank. They have a content bank. They have, they have a, a content, yes, content library, bank. a content library. Yeah. And and if you look at some of these guys, like these Hollywood stars and a lot of celebrities, it's, they took a big hit. They took a big hit during lockdown because they, they can't do the, they can make less movies, they can't make as many movies right. and stuff. But mm -hmm. like these YouTubers, they just kept on going. You know, mm -hmm. like they were oh, and then stuff. the movie stars went to Cameo. That's really all these, and we're talking like the highest paid guy on Cameo is Kevin from The Office. Wow. And Stanley really? from The Office. Yeah. That's like, to. they would command. So then are your kids awesome YouTubers and got their channel and it's. My son has a YouTube channel. He's like your son, uh, Jenny. He's just, I just want to make some stuff. Let's just do a live stream, me playing Fortnite. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of coaching that needs to happen about this is how you build content. And I know it's, I know it's, some people are like, why? They're so young. But this is the world that they're going to grow yep. into. Whether they continue with YouTube or not, like video like talking to a camera is going to be part of their life mm -hmm. in some form whatever it is like we as grown-ups we're on zoom calls all the time we're on camera right now it's it's as long as 
like one of my friends is like, it's like back in the day when you go out to the city, you go with your kid, like you take your son, you're like, hey, here's the city. This is how you cross the street. That guy right there looks a little sketchy. Don't go there. It's kind of <laughs> like that. You're going to you're gonna need to have, like, help navigate. Learn your life kids. skills. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you need to help navigate your kids through social media, through YouTube, like just as long as you're walking alongside them. So it's like, Sarah, what you're doing, watching with your kids at night, like supervised because there you never know there could be a pop-up like you just never know what they see and they can't yep. erase those things but as long as you're walking alongside them i think that's probably the most important mm-hmm. thing rather than seeing from their friends like what this is yeah what do you think yeah, there's no. gonna be what do you think are some of the benefits and possible pitfalls of that of this is how it's the, the wave of the future things like that and that it's through the screen and whatnot what do you think are gonna are some of the pitfalls and benefits of it Yeah, I think, oh man, that's a really good question, Sarah. I think obviously us right now, we're in a season or we're in a time where we can't see people in person. So maybe see like once you see people in person again as kids, there's some kids right now that have been like on lockdown because of school, you can't go to school or whatever, or limited time. You can't see your friends. You can't play outside as much. I think there's a bit of you got to learn how to do that again, because at some point we're going to get back into in-person. So I think that's that. I think right now the the pros, one of the pros, I think our kids are a lot of people like make fun of millennials. But I think millennials and like kids in the next generation, our kids, they're very efficient in the way that they think. And sometimes it comes off as lazy. I'm like, why are you going to, why won't you just do it this way? But they're like, <laughs> there's an, a more efficient way. Like Have they, you been they're, eavesdropping they're, in my house? <laughs> there, there's a more efficient way. It seems like that that's the way that they're thinking. They're not like as like as accepting of how things are done or how they've been taught to do certain things. They're like, this is, yeah, okay, I get it, what I need to do. But there's, I think there's a more efficient way. I think that's how they're going to grow up a little bit, the next generation. There's got to be a better way. They see all these, they see all these apps. There's always a new app, right? Oh yeah, hey dad, like this app does this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that saves me so much time. So I think that that's how they're thinking is there's a more efficient way. So that's I think that's the pro of what's happening now. But definitely that person to person, in person relationship and not being awkward in person. I think that's something that maybe not just kids but also grown ups need to figure out once we get back out of lockdown. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that too because I think it's also a pro of it is teaching them how to communicate with other people. Not in person, like how mm. to have a for us back in the day, it was phone etiquette. And and yeah. now it's like phone, not just phone, but FaceTime etiquette and mm-hmm. Google Meet etiquette and Clubhouse etiquette and stop blocking your friends yeah. out of every chat etiquette. Like yeah. you guys are like combustible and you keep blocking one another. And how about you just stop and see what happens? Or you can't send the same message 16 times to the same person. Just wait for them to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's, oh, I saw somebody post this. Okay, all right, Isaiah, there's, I think, something lost in translation. Like sometimes when you're texting, we learn this as grownups, right? Like, I can't believe she said that. It's, she meant it that way, I think, right. because it's text. Learning to discern, okay, this is, this needs to be in this format. Let's do this on text or email. But I think, hey, Isaiah, I think this one needs to be when you talk to them next on a call or a Zoom mm-hmm. call talk it through because I think that's the difference. So some discernment of which method of communication, even though it's limited, like you can't see them in person, but you can still do a video call or a phone call. That's something that they're learning too as a side effect, a side benefit of of this. Yeah. Yep. Love it. 
Mm -hmm. And so for, because YouTube is like you talked about, it's a search engine, but it's also a social media. It's that weird, it crosses that weird fine line that it can't be defined as a social media thing because of the, for whatever reason, it's and it's definitely a search engine. So, and with the future being in video, Mm -hmm. right? We have a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners and those types of people listening to this podcast. So how do we navigate these waters ourselves? Like from a marketing Mm -hmm. perspective, what do we do for our businesses that will be aided and possibly to our detriment by using video for marketing? Yeah, that's a good question. So as as marketers, I think the first thing is there's always these are not new ideas, but just maybe a, a reminder. There's a lot right now happening of like imposter syndrome or a lot of it's either imposter syndrome where like I'm frozen, like I'm seeing all around me. Everybody's doing so much more like they have so much mm-hmm. more time. I'm at home. Why am I not recording and, and doing videos and Instagram reels? And do, why don't I have a TikTok account? My my colleagues, my competitors, they all have TikTok. So I think there's a lot of that happening. So you're frozen because you just see all around you that everybody is doing and producing so much more content. There's also a lot of burnout, right? There's also like, I'm doing so much and like, you've lost track of like how you're measuring your success. I want to be on everything. I'm going to hire somebody to repurpose my content and all this stuff, which I think is smart. It's really good. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental health and things like that need to be like, you need to pay attention to. As business owners, I would say really take a step back if you've already if you're already creating a lot of content if you already have a podcast you already have facebook and instagram and tiktok and all this stuff take a look at it just take a day off or a couple days and just put it all down and figure out what am i trying to do with each of these platforms like this platform i'm building community this platform i'm just generating leads for like my business and like really understand because not every platform is going to do the same thing so youtube is not going to do the same thing as like instagram or linkedin because first The audience is probably very different. So like Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn might be more business centric. You can't really post up. You probably could your TikTok videos on LinkedIn and repurpose it. If you dancing or, you know, doing pranks probably won't fly. So you got to think about what is the content there? So do I have time to make that content? And where is that content leading to? It might be a PDF. It might be to promote your YouTube channel. As long as it makes sense, there's no need to like try to do everything just because everybody else is trying to do everything. Stop, stop. We need to reinforce yeah. that for a moment because <laughs> this is one of the integral like tenants of my marketing program that I teach people. Go on the platforms where your people are. Mm-hmm. Stop, yeah. build that first. And to awesomeness, not just half-assed right. five different things at one totally. time. Yes, totally. build that audience first, build that platform first, build that community first. And then you can, once that's a well-oiled machine and awesomeness, as Sarah said, it built to awesomeness of a well-oiled machine, then you can move on. Exactly. Okay, sorry. I just had to stop you right there. No, no, that's really important. (laughs) Because if you don't, then you're just wasting your time, right? Just you're doing five things half-assed and you're not, then you're like, I'm using all this time and not getting any results because you, you're not doing it strategically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 There's some, there's a lot of successful creators and business owners and brands that have just one or two platforms they're mm-hmm. on youtube and they're on linkedin or they're just on instagram they don't even care about youtube they have you a know? website they just only have instagram <laughs> that's right which is yeah, shocking just, to me and, and i was actually what they're just they're selling directly on instagram there's instagram shopping there's facebook shopping now they've integrated with shopify so there's a lot of just think about it business is changing very quickly there's lots of shopping and buying this is already happening out east. This is already happening in Asia, for example, like where you do a live stream or you do videos, people can buy like right away. It's like QVC, but like 
1000x it's in your face and there's integrations between shopping buying and social media because i understand that people don't go to websites anymore they don't like people just go on social and like internet well the younger people the younger people (laughs) i think most even our generation like our generation they're also i'm just scrolling on instagram and then something will pop in Mm. This is also, I mean, another conversation about Mm. product placement and sponsorships and brands working with influencers because consumers now, they don't want to see ads. They don't want to be advertised to. They've got ad blockers on. People are watching less TV. They're watching Netflix and streaming. So there's a lot of the ads opportunity for even if a brand wants to buy ads, they can't because people are not consuming them and they're opting to pay more like there's YouTube premium where you can skip all the ads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So well, now Hulu has launched their own, like you can upload your own commercials ad platform mm-hmm. because they're the way of traditional advertising, right? As to your point is slowly dying. However, <laughs> people do want to see lifetime, lifestyle usage of products. They want to see and results and outcomes based marketing of services. It's true. It's true. So like, People are going to want to hear from Sarah Madras coaching about all of the businesses that she's coached the business owner to scale thousands of dollars. People are going to hear from Jenny Midgley Photography how much engagement the audience gets from or how much engagement the the account gets from the photos or how many more followers somebody gets from taking my marketing program, that kind of thing. That's where there it's that kind of advertising that's go, the results driven. Mm-hmm. And the, the lifestyle usage of whatever we don't sell product. Well, it's so interesting <laughs> because the two Valentine's gifts that I bought for my husband this year, both purchased off of Facebook of me like scrolling. Yep. I was like, oh, oh my god, I am like, yeah, I totally, <laughs> I fall victim to the the BuzzFeed lists of like <laughs> twenty nine things from Amazon that cost <laughs> under fifteen dollars that you didn't know you needed, and that's number one. That and like the shiny things on Instagram and Facebook that I'm like, ooh. <laughs> That looks nice. And then I get mad at the Facebook browser. And so I usually close it or the Instagram browser itself. Like I just want it to open in Chrome. Yes, me too. Why can't yes. you just fucking open in yes, Chrome? For I Pete's do that. Sake? I hit open in Safari. Safari yeah. Yes. Stop it. When they first came out with that integrated browser, I was like, oh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> like I'm never going to click on a link again. And now I just, I forget and I click on it and I'm like, damn it, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, because it is, that's how people are. And everything has to be, what you call it? created for mobile yeah like you can't have everything has to have multiple sizes and multiple formats and like i watched joe put our website together for the studio and he was clicking or when he updated the girls to do stuff website i take that back i didn't watch the studio one but he was he just kept like clicking the things and trying to figure out why the picture wasn't working on the one platform and i was like i'm like mind blown because that's not my wheelhouse so that that prompts a question because All of these things are extremely overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. And so literally I just go, no, thanks. I know. As we've been sitting here, she's been slowly retreating into her head. And I just push it away. (laughs) And so what do you say? For me, I made up, hey, you got to at least give me some props. No, I stretched myself and hired a social media manager. Yes, you did. At the beginning of the year. And so now I have my little post and and I can stay away from it. Mm -hmm. And it's done for me. I meet with her once a month. I check every week all the posts Mm -hmm. and that's all I have to do. Well, and I can see the increase in visibility that you have because I'm seeing, obviously I'm seeing your stuff more frequently, but not only that, like the quality of the content is much better too. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. She's doing a good job. Thank you. So my question is for people like me who get very overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. all of this, what would be your suggestion? As a creator or as an entrepreneur? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would not call myself a creator. Yeah. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, like I think do exactly what you're doing. Outsource it as as best as you can when it makes sense. Yeah. Invest in that for sure. Because you're if you're the boss, if you're the CEO, if you're the person that owns the company, your time is not it's not worth the doing the social post on Instagram. If you're starting out, yes. If you have the if you have the the resources to outsource it, outsource the first thing. If you're if you want to get into videos on YouTube, what's the part of YouTube that you hate the most? Most likely editing. That's usually what it is. People hate editing or like they hate or love it. So it's either the first thing you let go or it's the last thing you like you, you let go. Um, I hate editing. Yeah. <laughs> So you may hire the person that designs thumbnails, Jenny's son. As you say, you can hire my ten-year-old who will yeah, design. All that's the thing. Like he wanted to learn an- video animation, which I was like, "This is huge!" Ah, like yeah. he now wants to. What's that next thing? He's like, because I was like, "Oh, you want to learn video?" And I was like, going to talk to my video people that I know, mm-hmm. like Joe and mm-hmm. Jeff Messer and a few other people. And then mm-hmm. he was like, "No, I want to learn animation." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> let me find someone for you because that's but that's right. That's the next. That's the next thing." That's it's the next yeah. thing, right? Whatever is interesting. And, and like you're saying, you I don't know how to do it. Animate me into a superhero. Probably. Please. You probably could. <laughs> Both of us. It's really cool. Like it's, it's funny, but it is actually really cool to see these kids. Like they start out in gaming or just like messing around, but then eventually they grow up and they mature and they're like, hey, like there's money here. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of gamers. There's a platform called Twitch, which 100% almost all gaming, just live streaming, you just watch people play games. But these are all teenagers. And then now they're getting to the point where they're like becoming adults. It's been around for quite a while. But that, but like they have the backbone and like they have the like the foundation of understanding how to build an audience and how to engage. Actually, that's mm-hmm. another thing. People know like they have a short attention span. So they understand that themselves. And so they are just naturally getting better at holding your attention for longer. Like Mr. Beast, like he's just a regular guy, but he's figured out how to hold your attention for 10, 15, 20 minutes, just doing mm-hmm. just everyday Buying $50,000 you know, worth of lottery tickets and scratching them all off. <laughs> I know. When right? they were like, let's open the Pokemon packs. And I'm like, oh my God, we're watching Pokemon cards be open for 10 minutes. For you, what has been your biggest challenge as a business over? And how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's a good question. Right now, I'm still... It's still a big challenge for me. It's just managing time. It's a big, it's a big thing I'm trying to figure out. And I think as business owners, trying to maintain all of your, all of your different relationships, like your working relationships and your clients and stuff at scale. So looking at ways to do that at scale. Is that a Facebook group? If you're a business owner right now, like for, if you have a podcast, if you have a YouTube channel, as your audience grows, how do you manage that so that you are on staying connected without having like hundreds of DMs all the time kind of thing. So I think that's like right now, just to be honest, that's like the biggest challenge. Like, how do we do that? We have a community, we have a forum, a TubeBuddy and all that stuff. We have all those things, but like, how do we do this at scale so that we can help more people, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a small team, right? Depending on your your business. Yeah. How many are on your team right now? We have mm, 20, maybe 19, 18. Yeah. So very small team for kind of what we do. Yeah, we've got to find ways to like for every one person, how do we stay connected and um, in touch with X number of people? So it's different communities. So we're looking at communities a lot, like different ways to manage that through Facebook groups, different things. 
I'm so glad you brought that up because one of my favorite things is every three months when somebody's like, Facebook groups are dead as they're posting in a Facebook oh. group. And I'm like, Facebook groups will never die. You're fine. Bye, Felicia. People want community. Yeah. yeah. 80% of people go to, so it's, it's not 80, it's 84%, 84.9% or something like that. People go use social media to be social. Yeah. And Facebook groups, there are the shitty groups, but I think we've overgone, like we've overcome that kind of, that weird hump that happened a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where the shitty groups got weeded out yeah. and like people got smart about using Facebook groups and how to correctly use them and monetizing them and all of yeah. that. Well, I think, and then just the consumer is okay. More savvy. Yes. I have discernment. And so they're not engaging in 50,000 or like they have their core, just like you have your core group of friends, you have your core yeah. community that you go to and mm-hmm. hang out with well, on and Facebook. When Facebook got rid of the group's app, I think it was a big part. And the second part of that was when they created that, like your highlight reel that you can pull up on your feed of like your favorites, right? Mm -hmm. So you can keep a list of 10 Mm -hmm. to 12 things there of pages and groups that you want to engage in regularly that made it super accessible and super friendly for people to utilize them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook groups is great. There's other places, but Facebook's the easiest because everybody's on Facebook. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So when you, I'm very intrigued by, because you guys got acquired, mm-hmm. talk to me about that. Because in order to get acquired, you have to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, it's, yeah, we got acquired last November-ish, no, October, November. Yeah, it was a really good fit. So like for, for anyone that maybe is not aware, I actually wasn't really too aware, actually, of Branded Entertainment Network, to be honest. But they are, they're an influencer and product placement agency, essentially. They'll put Doritos in Netflix shows and stuff like that. Like, that's what they do. They, they yep. put products into movies and shows. And then they also are uh, naturally working with a lot of brands to put those products in front of YouTube. Bigger YouTube channels as well. It's a natural fit. We are a tool that helps YouTube creators. And so, yeah, it was a good fit. So yeah, so we're still operating um, as TubeBuddy. That's not going to change. Our entire team stayed on first time that I went through an acquisition. So it's interesting and Mm -hmm. uh, exciting and nerve wracking a little bit, like what's Mm going to happen. But yeah, everyone stayed, which is great. The entire team is is on board. And yeah, we uh, are continuing to do our thing based on our plans and everything. And now they're just giving us some additional resources. And for podcasts, would you also recommend that they go with the video route in uh, side by side with the audio? Yeah. So podcast, I had some thoughts on a podcast because this comes up a lot. There's a lot of podcasters and lot that are looking at YouTube. We just don't know what uh, to do. We feel like we should be on YouTube and the same thing, be. like we're going to start a clubhouse room and nice. do like clubhouse every week talking about the episode. Like we know we should be doing those it. things, but what should that look like? Yeah. So I like the idea of, cause we're thinking about a, uh, a podcast ourselves. So we're going the other direction. We have YouTube and now we're like, okay, how do we get onto a podcast because and there's a lot of different ideas around it there's there's a gentleman named tim schmoyer for example he's a a great youtube mind he has a like great business around helping people with youtube but he has a youtube channel first and then now he also has a podcast where he repurposes his videos there's a lot of joe rogan obviously there's a lot of creators that have really thought about this the the way that people have done done it takes a little bit of work which is essentially two channels so you have your like main channel which has like your long form. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling anyone to do it like like this right away. Again, we're talking about picking your lane and making sure you're not overworked and all that stuff. But the people that have done it really well have started a podcast, a YouTube channel 
video cast, their podcast in video form, the full interview. So like one hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, whatever, like you can find it here. There is a tool, there's a, well, there's a feature on YouTube now that is, is called Shorts. So YouTube Shorts, it's like Instagram, it's 60 seconds or less. And so what people have done that have those podcast uh, YouTube channels is that just like sports, you can watch the full game or you can watch the highlight reel. So mm -hmm. they've taken like from a 45 minute video or interview, they'll take like maybe three, four little clips, 60 seconds or less, and then upload that into a second channel that's just all YouTube shorts. And so the consumption on that is a little bit different, right? It's like you're scrolling. You're it's giving a, people the option to like either TikTok. take, you're either, you're giving people the option to put it on in the background while they're cleaning the kitchen, or they have 10 minutes to kill while they're waiting. in carpool. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or so you can do their, shorts. Their, yeah, you can uh, do shorts or you can just delivery. do three or four minutes versus 45 minutes. Because mm -hmm, some people mm -hmm. are different. So that's how I would, like... That's how we're planning it, to be honest. Had this conversation yesterday about this. And so that's how we're planning. If we were to do this, let's think about really short highlight like clips. A lot of bigger YouTube channels have started not a shorts channel, but like a clips channel. So there's another guy out there named Nick Nimmin. Great guy. He has like, he's a YouTube expert, but his videos are typically 10 to 15, 20 minutes long. And then now he started a channel that's just like clips. So you may not want to watch the entire thing, just want the highlights, little quick takeaways, so you can go to this channel, which is really good. Two now he's got two channels that have monetization and like building AdSense revenue and to like more billboard space for sponsors and things like that. And then it can also drive to the podcast. So those clips can also say, hey, if you want, if you want the full version, you can go to the YouTube channel that has the entire thing, or listen to us on your favorite, you know, podcast. Uh, platform, go to the podcast too. So that's one way to do it. The other way that works really well that I've seen is exclusive content rather than just the straight up like audio version, sorry, the, the video version going on mm -hmm. YouTube and then the audio version on the podcast, which is basically the same, then having exclusive content. Because if you have both, if it's the same content, one just has video, then I, there might not be enough of a you know, value, uh, value mm -hmm. to go check it out again. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably choose one or the other. But if you want to send people to both, then creating exclusive content, which doesn't take much more time, but just saying like, for example, the, the podcast will have the full length and then maybe you'll ask your guests to stay around after the Is lightning round. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know? because we know that like people stop, the majority of people stop listening like three quarters of the way through the podcast. And so we were trying to figure out why our guests were always surprised when we would be like, and now it's time for the lightning round. <laughs> and then like we figured out because we do it at the end of the show. So nobody actually listens through to the end of the show to wait to get to the lightning round. And then that can, that can be our exclusive content that, that is, everybody will listen to the lightning I like, round. I like that. And, and the then no one will be surprised. The All right. How can our people find you? Copy and paste my name on uh, Instagram. I've got a long last name. <laughs> Just copy paste when you on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's Make yeah. And TubeBuddy. And TubeBuddy is at TubeBuddy or go to YouTube.com slash TubeBuddy. And uh, yeah, we'll be there. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was awesome. Yes. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for listening. I feel like we need to be like, punch that subscribe button and remember to click <laughs> sign up for our email list. Go to girlswhodostuff.com. Hit that bing so you get notifications. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should do that for your YouTube channel, just like yes. as a parody. We'll have our like, yeah, that'll be our outro. We'll record that. <laughs>
Awesome. Oh my God, we should do that. With that's bloopers, really funny. so we can have like a beep. So. Yeah, that's really funny. Next take, beep. Next take. Awesome. You got it. Wait, ready, Joe? Now we have the studio to do it. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Find us, girlsodostuff.com, on all of our social pl- uh, channels, soon to be YouTube. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 